Hi, I'm Heather Yang. I'm a podcaster, entrepreneur, consultant, and a parent at the Primary Day School in the suburb of Washington, D.C. In this podcast, you will hear the insight about Primary Day School from the head of school, teachers, students, and parents to discuss PDS value, belief, diversity, and inclusion, not just academic, but also our life. Welcome to the Beacon Voices, a podcast for primary day school. Hi, everyone. This is Heather. Today, I'm going to interview Ms. Najika from PDS Primary Day School, the phonovisual specialist. Uh, and uh, welcome to our podcast. And uh, Thank you. Yeah. And I know you from four years ago when my daughter joined PDS. Uh, I know that you have joined the school since 1989. So could you please give us a little bit background why did you start with PDS and a little bit about you? Sure. So um, in 1989 is when I got married and we moved to Montgomery County. And I had previously taught in public schools, first grade. And I had, when I was teaching in first grade, come to primary day for their phonovisual workshop. And I was just amazed at how the students handled all the words that they were given and all the work that they were given. So when I moved to Montgomery County and started looking for a job, I called Primary Day. And I knew the director of the school, and she said, sure, come on in for an interview. And I didn't think I would stay in a private school setting. I thought I would go back to public school. But once I was here, it was never a question. I was going to stay here because it just felt like I was stepping into a family and a home community. It was just the right place to be. Yeah, you just uh, came across your 33-year anniversary here at PDS. That's quite amazing. So uh, I bet there are so many stories happening, so many moments. Uh, could you please share with your top two or top three moments happening in your professional career here, or as you said, a community life here made you feel like, I knew I made the right choice? Right. So, wow, to pick a few. Yeah. Um, right. Over 33 years, there have been so many. Um, I just, I feel like maybe not one specific thing, but the appreciation from the families and the children, mm-hmm. even more so the children. I've never been in a school where children say that Phonovisual is their favorite special. That, to me, is just, I find that amazing. They yeah. usually pick PE or art or STEM, yeah. but... I have several students that come in and say that time and time again, and it just it, it really makes my heart feel good that they do that. Um, the other, I guess, really big moment for me here was um, being recognized by the Washington Post for the mm-hmm. outstanding teacher in 2014 for for all the public for all the private schools, excuse me, in the um, DMV. So that was quite an honor to be recognized for that and the time that I've put in and and the work that I've done. Yeah, uh, can I share a personal moment from me? Mm-hmm. Uh, because we all know that we have the BICO uh, assembling uh, every month, and uh, there are certain BICO performances that we would invite those previous students, our alumni, back. Right. I saw those uh, teenagers, they are already at their senior high or junior high. They are so tall, some are even taller than you. Uh, but they came back and asked for a BICO powder from you at the BICO, and uh, you all hug each other. And I can tell that they miss you, and they still appreciate and benefit from your teaching, that they can still um, continue their academic excellence 
and also believe in the magic of Biko. And every time, you know, I have tears in my eyes. I'm like, right. that's so touching that, you know, those are the moments that I really want everybody be able to, you know, share right. and know Biko and Photovisual play such a role in their life, not just academically, but also, you know, from the spiritual or from the community mm-hmm. or from the, you know, family perspective. It's just to build their confidence. Right. Yes, it that's does. something. It yeah. does. And the Biko assemblies that they have every month, mm-hmm. getting those children up on stage, performing in front of families and other children is just a nice, amazing thing for them to do. Starting at such a young age, they don't even really question it. They just do it. And it helped my daughter, in particular my oldest, who was really, really shy. And yet it, she couldn't back out of it. It was not do you want to, it was, this is what you're doing. And she did it. And it really helped build her confidence. So it is a really nice thing. And when those seniors come back, those high school seniors come back, it does it every time. It just, it brings tears to my eyes too. And I've Mm -hmm. seen it year after year after year, but I just love that they want to be here. These are high school seniors who don't want to get up early but they get up early for this, and they come back, and they want to see Biko, and they want to see their school. Yeah, that's true. And another thing I want to point out is that we live in a very diversified community, that we do have students who are native speakers, but we also have students coming from an immigrant family or, or even first-generation immigrants, that when they just get into the school, all their understanding about English is just the 26 letters. Nothing more. Right. But after the phonovisual each year, they become fluent readers. After the, after the pre-K, they can read so many letters. After K, so many kids started to read chapter books. Mm-hmm. That boosts in their confidence level and they're passionate about you know, school and study is you know, just unparalleled. Absolutely. And yeah. I think even starting in pre-K, we don't assume a lot of background knowledge with any of the children. No matter where they are, we start all start with the first sound on the chart, pig. And we all talk about words that start like pig. And it's a very big time to help expand their vocabulary. We do it with all concrete objects. So they see pictures. When we're saying the word pig, they see a picture of a pig. When we say pancake, they see pictures of pancakes. That makes a huge difference. We sometimes as adults assume that children know what we're talking about when we say things. And that's not always the case, whether they're English speaking as their first language or not. It's still not always the case. So we take things very literally with them and very concrete so that we're building that vocabulary. Yeah, I really like the pig example you just mentioned, because I do remember each kid get a tiny pig toy. Right. Uh, pinkish to bring home. So they will kept saying the pig word right. again and again to share with the family, because that's something the kid at that age will have better interest on rather than looking at a chapter book. Exactly, exactly. And that's why it's so important in pre-K. Even for those children that come into pre-K reading, it's still very important for them to be specifically taught each sound so that they're not trying to make any guesses with anything and they don't have to go, well, this might say this or this might say this. We really specifically teach all 26 sounds on the consonant chart in pre-K to every child, no matter where they are with their reading readiness. Yeah, that's so true. I, um, I'm a parent that I knew phonovisual for four years, um, but I just wanted to learn from your perspective because definitely you are the expert 
uh, who have been teaching phonal visuals for, for more than 30 years. So what do you think phonal visuals uniqueness compared to other phonics programs, you know, existing right now? So I think that um, one of the most recent articles that I read was published, I think, in 2021, and it talked about how, yes, phonics is important. There seems to be that pendulum that swings back and forth whether or not we need to teach phonics. I just wish they would all decide that we need to teach phonics along with everything else for our children to become really good independent readers. Um, but I think the reason Phonovisual stands out and what it stated in that article is that it needs to be explicit phonics instruction and each sound needs to be specifically taught, which is exactly what we do. And it's not just dry, rote phonics. That's what most phonics programs are. Look at this letter. Here's the sound it makes. And then they move on. We do so much more with it. We have stories built around each of the sounds on the chart. We have a puppet for each sound, a poem. We have games. We have all kinds of fun activities that they do throughout the entire day, not just during that block of time for phonovisual, so that they can see that this sound means more than just I have it compartmentalized in this 20-minute lesson. It's throughout their whole day. And I think that's what really makes the difference with it. It's the order in which it's taught. It's making sure nothing is skipped or jumped over. It's also making it fun for them, something that they enjoy doing and enjoy working with. Yeah, that's very true because I think I can uh, speak better why. Because I'm not a native English speaker. When we learn English, our methodology is to learn from the grammar and also memorize all the pronunciation of the each English word. Mm -hmm. So that may be easy for many people who have good memory, mm -hmm. but that can be also very hard for most people who have a normal memory or less than perfect memory. Right, right. And you cannot memorize every single English word. Right. There are more than, you know, billions of them. So... Our problem is that if you teach me this, I can remember this. But the next day, if I say some new words, I have no clue how to pronounce it. Right. So the moment when I step into primary uh, day and I learn about this program, I'm like, gosh, I never know English can be learned this way. Mm -hmm. This is so visualized. This makes so much sense. And uh, you have so many interesting concepts like the quiet cousin. The noisy mm -hmm. cousin, right? The monkey is so naughty that you know, right? So all those kind of things make it alive. <clears throat> exactly. This is very you know live character like a cartoon. Exactly. Rather than I'm trying to memorize all my grammar with my perfect memory. And that's what I think when the ladies that developed the method. So it was Schoolfield and Timberlake, and when they developed the method, they wanted it to be friendly for children, and that's why the term cousins came up, because children know their cousins. So it was a very familiar feeling for them to talk about their cousins. And so the quiet cousins that are on the chart that the children will talk about are the breathed consonant sounds. Mm -hmm. And the noisy cousins are the voiced consonant sounds. The singing cousins are the nasal sounds. And the neighbors are the ones that just didn't quite fit in nicely into those other three categories. But they were the necessary sounds for their beginning reading and writing. The other thing that they did with phone visual, and I think this is just genius for was developed in 1944, um, or the early 40s, maybe not 1944, but the one thing that they did was they picked pictures to represent each sound on the chart that today still work. I don't know how they managed to do that, but they did. They have pictures that children today still recognize and still understand what they are. 
And they also made sure that when it was being taught, that it was something that needed to be done in a fun and engaging way. Yeah, that's very true. I remember like a queen or a monkey. Mm -hmm. All those kind of things make a lot of sense for the kids. And always you can find so many relevant books. Right. So the children can get uh, exposure to many interesting monkey stories or pig stories or queen stories associated with it. So not only for no visual, but at the same time, you are introducing the literacy. Right, So exactly. a lot of things that, you know, really make it unique. Exactly. And, uh, you know, make more sense to the kids at their age. Right, and it kind of, it just kind of works together in with, you know, a lot of times, like I said, with the, is it phonics or is it, you know, whole language or reading workshop? It just works so beautifully together. You don't need a whole separate program for it. If you have phonovisual, you can do any other reading program out there. And it'll work beautifully with it because it there's no conflict in it. It works with everything. Yeah, so that brings uh, to my next question. Because I'm a parent, I'm benefiting from it. I know that both my kids get into the school with just knowing 26 letters. But like my daughter Charlotte, she know she can read chapter books and now she's reading adult books mm-hmm. uh, at you know first grade. So I have no doubt about it, but what if I'm a new parent? I have no clue what phonovisual is like, or I can ask you, what if I have your materials, like a textbook or a YouTube video? Why are you different than I follow the textbook and do the teaching myself at home? I think um, part of it, because the teacher's here at primary day, and so it's it's not just me. I, mm-hmm. I wish I could do it all, but um, it's not just me. But the teacher's here at primary day, especially when... Um, it comes to phonovisual. Number one, are very well trained in it. So they're learning the sounds and they're really learning how to teach this from someone that has had years of experience doing it with children and you know what works. And, you know, there's never a problem with changing things up because I never do the same thing twice. But there is a certain routine that you follow with it that keeps it consistent for the children. Children really thrive on routines, and so they know each week in pre-K, each Monday they're going to meet a new cousin. They know they're going to hear that story about the cousin. They know that the next day might be the puppet that goes along with it. So there's a routine to it, and that's another thing that really keeps it kind of special for them, but also consistent. Yeah, that's true. Um, And uh, I also... Uh, one or two um, follow up with you know what you just mentioned is that so it's more similar like we hire a consultant uh, that the difference between you and me is that yes I can read the textbook to my kid but I don't have that one thousand cases building behind it right exactly. that you already figured out what methodology would work best mm-hmm. for the kids at this age mm-hmm. uh, what will not work for them. Right. And uh, when you see another kid who is very similar to a student you taught five years ago, you can apply that methodology to the similar one. But exactly. as a parent, I might only have two or three kids. I don't have a previous right. example Right. You to don't follow. have that, yeah. bit, that wealth of knowledge to pull from and those experiences. Yeah. And that's, you know, I have had schools that have contacted me to come in and I work with their teachers as well to teach them how to teach phonovisual in their school. But it's the same thing unless you have someone that's there with you really all the time kind of showing you this works, we've tried this before, it didn't work. If we tweak it a little bit, it might work a different way. But um, 
it's, it's having that experience with it, knowing what works and being able to, I can walk into the pre-K room, no matter what sound they're doing. And a song will come into my head that goes right along with that sound. Or I've got this great book that I want to read that goes along with that sound. So I have that because I've worked with it for so long. And a lot of the teachers here, it's the same thing. Okay, I see. So it's more like, you know, let the expert take care of the expert stuff. Like I can purchase thousands of accountant books right. and know what's the regulation. But whenever it came to individual cases, and even there is a tiny taste, I have no clue how to handle it. But uh, experienced accountant know because he or she already handled this case thousands right. of times with, an, with another business or exactly. personal. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That it, and it does. It makes, it makes a world of difference. That's why you go to your experts for other things, yes. too. <laughs> because really, honestly, we could all sit down and read the information on Phonovisual. But that doesn't give you the little intricacies that you need in order to teach it and to do a good job with it. There's so much else that goes along with it. Just the production of the sounds is something that if you don't hear and you don't practice, you're, you, know, you, you could be doing, making it harder for children to learn to read if you're doing it that way. So if you're teaching the, for example, I always go back to the P sound, which is the first sound on the chart. A lot of times children come in going, I know that sound, it's P. And I go, oh, no, it's not, though, because you don't sound out a word saying pa-ink. You say p because it's pink. <laughs> so little subtleties like that makes it so much easier for them in the long run if they're taught the right way. Yeah, that's true. So uh, I guess that's the major reason how you can train each student, regardless of their starting point, from zero to an advanced reader is mm-hmm. because the consistency, the structural, mm-hmm. and also the broad database you have been accumulated over the years. Right, yes. right. So you can uh, work with the student regardless what their initial level is. When they get into the school, you can always meet at where they are. Right, exactly. And that's, I think that's the beauty of it, is that you really can meet them where they are with it. And if I have children coming into kindergarten that are new to primary day, I meet with them ahead of time and make sure they know the language of the charts. So what it means when I say a quiet cousin or a noisy cousin, what a friend is. A friend is a word that starts with that target sound. But I don't want them to ever feel like they're coming in and everybody else knows something that they don't. So I want them to hear the language of it. Even if I think they probably know the sounds and they can make that connection, I want them to hear the way we work with it here so that they're not feeling left out of anything. Yeah, I guess that's why a phonovisual system or PDS can build a solid foundation for the students because, let's be honest, there are certain people with camera you know, memories mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that maybe even you are not here, he or she can still memorize it mm-hmm. and do a good job. Mm-hmm. But that won't be applicable for most people. But the beauty of the phonovisual structure is that it's so well structured and scientifically de- designed right. with so many you know, visual factors built into it that regardless of the level, the, you know, uh, the ability of memorize everything perfectly, they can still start from zero, from ground zero right. to an advanced reader after two to three years of work. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, and the, the, I think the other part that goes along with that is once they get to a point where it clicks and they take off with it, then we take off with them because we know they're ready. So we just, we don't hold back. 
You know, that we don't make them stay in the kindergarten books just because they're in kindergarten. We want them to read at the level that they can read at comfortably and independently. So that's another good um, combination of having Phonovisual along with that reading workshop model that we have. They can really take off with it and go. Yeah, that's true. I remember the first day at the pre-K, there are certain students who did not speak English at all. Right. That uh, I remember that student, uh, if you give uh, that person any English instruction, uh, he or she has no clue what's going on. But guess what? After two to three years, he or she just perform as a native speaker. Right. And that's something the fact speak for itself that, you know, regardless where you started with, phonovisual can take you to a right. fluent reader that way beyond your peers at your age. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, you, I mean, again, you have been teaching here for more than 30 years. So are there any specific students or cases that, you know, really, uh, you know, really, you know, make you very, you know, it's like, I want her to share this story to the world. I, I do, because <laughs> I have this little guy who I will never, ever, he's, and he's probably in his 30s now, okay. but um, he struggled with reading. Oh my goodness. He just struggled and struggled. He was in first grade and we were writing words in phonovisual and I said to him, go ahead and read these words back to me. And it was just the two of us, one-on-one. And he looked up at me, sweet as can be, and said, I can't read. And I said, oh, but honey, you can read. I said, you know these sounds. So I worked with them on how to really go from one sound to the next to blend the sounds together to make a word. The look on his face when he realized he could do that on his own was just, that's all it took. I mean, that was the payment for the rest of my work because he realized it's not something magic that I just have to know the word automatically when I see it. I can unlock it with these sounds that I've been given. So that to me was like, the, that's when I knew this works, this program works, and these children are going to benefit from it because that little guy. And then, of course, over the years, I've had many students who, my own daughter in particular, who <laughs> don't necessarily take phonovisual for everything that you want them to. But I still know that they take pieces of it with them and can use it in their reading. Yeah, that's true. Uh, in the beginning, I thought it's like a miracle when I you know, came to visit PDS the first day. Uh, the teacher was sharing a story that uh, many second graders, they are reading with like the head of school or doing their own reading program. I'm like, really? Is that true? But then when it's happening with my own daughter, mm-hmm. I know it's true right. that they already started reading the books that uh, no, almost no other kids out of PDS can do it at this age. Right. Because if you take a look, uh, at the other uh, schools, you know, we all have amazing public and private schools in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Everybody is so well-educated, right. with the best resources. Um, but, you know, they are reading, their reading level may be like some uh, simple picture books right. is what's expected. But there are so many PDS kids, not just one or two, they already start reading chapter books. Mm-hmm. Many of them finished Harry Potter before their graduation. And that is not a miracle. That's just a real example happening every single day. Right, yeah. of having that. And that's the, then you hit the nail on the head with that every day. It's the consistency with it. Yeah. I know a lot of phonics programs are almost hit or miss. They'll do a sound and then the next week they might not. Or they might do three sounds in one week. And 
it's very hit or miss, and we are very consistent with how we do it. And I think that really, again, it's a good feeling for the children. They kind of thrive on that consistency and knowing what's coming, and they can build on that. Yeah, and I do remember speaking with so many、uh, private school、um, who focusing on the bigger kids, like their grade three and above. There are more than one、uh, teachers or the head of school from that school saying, "Are your kids coming from PDS? If so, we are just going to take him or her." Right. <laughs> It's kind of right, like that's the、right. reputation or the brand exactly impact exactly.、Yeah. They, I think, other schools in this area, public and private, know that primary day students. Not just academically either. It's also socially and emotionally that they really know they're getting the full package when they get a primary day student. Yeah. So、uh, I would like to know you have been here for so long, and、uh, is there a specific like word or thought you wanted to share with a current student? So for current students, or even students that have graduated from primary day, I. You don't know how good it makes my heart feel when you come back in to visit. I love. I know with the pandemic, it's been hard for people to come back and visit, but now that we're kind of back on a more normal schedule with things, I just I absolutely love when they come in to the Beco assemblies to visit, or even just to drop by and say hi. It's. I feel like they're mine for four years, and then I don't see them sometimes until they're in high school again.、Yeah. So. It's always nice to have them come back and to see where they are and what they're doing, and and I'm always so proud of the choices that they make when they are looking at their next school placements, and then even beyond that for colleges. It's just, it's like they're my own children, and I'm so proud of them. Yeah, that's so true.、Uh, I as I mentioned、uh, before, whenever I saw those, you know. Taller than you, students coming back、right. and、uh, asking for your magic powder from Bico. I feel like the feeling is mutual that、yes. they they still need you, even they are grown up,、mm-hmm. and you still need them to see where they are right now. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. That's so beautiful.、Uh, so, what are the things you wanted to share with、uh, prospective families? I think part of the beauty of Primary Day, and you you might not think of it this way as a prospective family, but I want to share this with you. Is that we have the ability here to focus on those very important years from pre-kindergarten to second grade, and people have always asked us, "Why don't you go beyond? Why don't you add on more grades?" This is perfect what we have, and we can really focus on these young learners, and we can focus on them academically and socially and emotionally, and really develop the whole child. And I think that's really important to know. I know that a lot of times it's scary to think that you're applying your child to another school after second grade. We just did this, and it can be very daunting. You might want to choose a school that goes all the way through, but when you look at that scale of up to maybe even fifth grade with children, and yes, it's just three more grades, but boy, those three grades—they're important to the school. And those children are doing more, and so sometimes the little guys get, you know, left out. So I really feel like having just the pre-K through second grade is important, and we can focus on them, and we can really raise them up right. Yes, I thank you. I seconded your opinion because when I found a、uh, school for my kids, I literally 
get into 10 private schools in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You can call me crazy, but I just wanted to figure out right. uh, what are the differences. As you mentioned, we have so many you know, world-famous schools in this mm-hmm. neighborhood, and uh, they are from preschool till um, the 12th grade. Right. And they are impressed. However, the reason I pick primary day as a parent is that I found out that you are the expert with the early education. Right. Just with focusing on the pre-K till the second mm-hmm. grade. Mm-hmm. There may be other schools that really have strong, you know, senior high school program. Right. However, they are not experts for the younger kids. Right. So that's the reason why I choose PDS, because I can tell you are like the specialist uh, if we use healthcare. Right. Like I can go to my right. general exactly. doctor for a cold mm-hmm. or for a flu. But if I have something specific, like with my eye mm-hmm. or with my heart, I'd better go to a specialist because he or she knows better how to treat this specific issue right? rather than taking care of everything but not as an expert of everything. Exactly. And I like that. That's a good analogy because that's true. Yeah. And I will tell you, children here at Primary Day feel known. They know Every adult in the building and every adult in the building knows them. And that's a big thing coming to school, especially your beginning your school experience. And you, you I mean, everybody wants to be in a place where they feel recognized and like they're important. And that's what these children get every day here, starting right at the beginning of pre-K. Yeah, the good thing I like PDS is that because it's a tiny school, mm-hmm. everybody knows each other. Right. So you may see so many times siblings um, come to the school together. Right. And so when this young kid just came to school, it's not a brand new environment. They already know who is the head of school, mm-hmm. who is their phonovisual teacher, who is a music teacher, right. who is an art teacher. And he or she knew their bigger brothers or sisters mm-hmm. will be there. Right. And maybe they already had play dates with so many kids. Mm-hmm. So that report has already been there. It's not brand new. And that will also help them to ease the anxiety. Right. Um, you know, to step into a brand new environment. Exactly. It's not. Exactly. Yes. That's yes. right. It feels just like I said. It feels like a home already. Yes. You just feel like, oh, it's my second home. I'm here. I had um, one, I used to work at Landon's preschool Mm -hmm. camp in the summer. And I had one of the girls who was the helper, she was a high schooler, and she said, oh, I went to primary day, but she went before I was there, so I didn't know her that way. And she said, I still get together with my primary day friends, even though we all go to different high schools. And I said, oh my goodness, that to me was so amazing. And I find that that's more true in most cases than not. That people, the friendships you develop here are the ones that stay with you. Even if you move on to different schools or different areas, you still really hold tight to those friendships that you make here. And I think the same is true for parents as well. I think the parent groups that you're in here when you're at primary day are the ones that tend to stay with you. Yeah, that's true. And what's more amazing is that um, I don't know if you have any current parents or your previous students. I do. Oh, see? Because <laughs> I, do. I feel that's the best advertisement right. or proof right. that PDS works because after they completed school here and uh, they became an adult and in their 30s, 40s, they still feel happy to send their kids back. I do. I have quite a few actually this year that are um, children of, of parents that I had when they were here at primary day. Yeah, see? So and that's the children the love way. to hear that too. <laughs> They love for me to say, I remember when your mom was here, she was right there. So it's it's nice for them. It's a good feeling. Yes, yes. 
So yeah, thank you so much for sharing so much of your insight and uh, you know knowledge and your you know input with the primary day uh, with us today. So are there any other things you know uh, you wanted to share with us or yeah? I just feel like I guess that a lot of people know this already, but this primary day is a very special school. It, hands down, there's just there's nothing like it. I've been to many schools visiting and. Nowhere do you get that feeling that you get when you walk in those doors that this is where I need to be. And I say need because I, I live about an hour away from here. So oh, okay. I, you know, I don't mind my commute at all because I know where I'm going. And I know I'm going in a place that, number one, I love. And I love getting up and coming to work in the morning and working with children. But number two, that I also know that I'm appreciated by the people that are here. And the, that's the families, the children, and then the faculty and staff as well. Um, the other thing that I really want people to know is that Phonovisual is a huge part of why I think Primary Day is so special. And it is just an amazing program. Like I said, it was developed in the early 40s. And it still stands the test of time, day after day after day. It, what they did is, to me, just amazing that they were able to put it in that time period that they were able to pull it together and put it into action and then create Primary Day as the founding school for the method. And, you know, to have this as our hallmark, I think is just amazing. Yeah, wow. I didn't know that, you know, Primary Day School was the founder of that phonovisual system. Yes. Mm-hmm. So right now, are there still many schools doing it or are they are kind of like... There are schools um, here and there that are using it. Okay. Um, you know, I have traveled, my goodness, I've traveled to... Uh, school systems in West Virginia that are using it, Pennsylvania, um, as far as Texas, mm-hmm. to take to teach the method. Um, also, obviously, in Virginia and the DMV, but not as many as I would like to have use it. But you know, as long as we still have it here at Primary Day, doesn't matter to me if anybody else uses it or not. Yeah, you know, I want the children that are here to get the benefit of it. So, I think that's what's most important. Yeah, that's true, because whenever people ask me why you already live in your best, one of the best public school areas, why do you still you know, send your kids to PDS? Mm-hmm. I told them because of the phonovisual. They said, what is phonovisual? Exactly. And when I explained that to it, is that when you learn phonovisual, you can read any English word, even you don't know what's the meaning of it. Mm-hmm. They're like, what? Mm-hmm. English can be learned that way? <laughs> it's it's true. And we even had years ago a gentleman from Japan who came and had and translated every bit of phonovisual so that he could take it back with him and use that as a teaching tool. At, and he was at the high school level. Yeah. He said, because my high schoolers need to learn English, and this is the best way. And so I said, go for it. So <laughs> it, it really works in when you're teaching English as a second language. It really breaks it down into the very just essential parts that you need to learn the English language. Yeah, that's so true. That reminds me, one time I was talking to a friend. She is an a executive for a Fortune 500 company, but English is not her first language. So when she's asking me when you send your kids to a private school, you already mm-hmm. live in the best public school, I told her about this, and she's like, I feel like I need to learn it. <laughs> <laughs> because as an executive and with you know, more than 30 years' work experience, right. uh, she has no clue, as I mentioned, if she came across a new English word in her work, 
she has no clue how to pronounce it. She right. just、uh, pronounce it by guessing or、right. using her dictionary. Right. But right. she has no clue there is certain method existing.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So、mm-hmm. that's I totally agree that it's not just only work for kids. Right. Many adults might need it too. Right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs>、yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much, and、uh, I just wanted to、um, say thank you so much for everything you did for primary day. Uh, not only the school, but also the students and the family and the parents. As a parent, I already benefited from it, and、uh, I really wish more families、um, can you know have the joy we had. Great, great. Well, thank you. I appreciate your time today. Yeah, thank you so much.